That record you're hearing right there is a joint that was recently added in our rotation from Chicago's on Channel 7. It's called Wake Up in Chicago. Y'all wake it on up because I got some special guests in the building with me. And yeah, Channel 7, they're here. They're here. They're here. Hey. I've been excited for this convo, man. Y'all music is just, it does something to my soul (laughs) for you two to come together and and, and, and make the music you all make, man. And, and not only that, you've landed in our rotation several times. It's not the first. I believe it's the second, but yes. I also added another new joint because yeah. you all released a total of three singles so far. Yep. yep. But before we even get into these singles, how y'all doing? Good. Excellent. Very good. Okay, so Mars, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Together you all channeled your energy to make Channel 7. Yep. Exactly. Let's talk about this title because... It'd be hard to search for you all at times. Right. So, like, how you know how did the how did Channel Seven even come about? Um, channel is the frequency in which we we bond. That's our frequency. We always on the same frequency. Yeah. And seven is the number of perfection. So, our sounds together is perfect, and that's how we came up with Channel Seven. Yeah, it's like our brainwave. It's like Channel Seven is you're like clicking into our channel. You know. Mm. Oh, that's I'm happy I said channel y'all energy. That's crazy. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, okay, channeling that that's actually a very unique title. Thank you. I like how y'all broke that down. And um, I mean, how did you all even get on the, the same frequency? Because forming the collective you all have, I mean, like I said, the music speaks for itself. And you gotta be on a specific frequency to create like how you all been creating. So how did you all even bump into each other and land on that same frequency? Well, we met at uh open mic in Logan Square, it's called uh, Hairpin. Okay. Um, I had gone there two times. I think Coop gone there, like, was that your first time? That I think was that was his first time. time. It was very chancy, um, but we, we both showed up. I had been there for a minute, and then afterwards, we just started conversating in the back. I got his Instagram. I followed I skip, him on I Instagram. I skipped the line. I skipped the... Uh... I don't know. How? I skipped the line. I have been there for like two hours. And she she got upset. That's how she started paying attention to me. But Yeah, a little bit, yeah. We, I they, mean, I would too. Yeah. I was there for two hours, I swear. And I was like, he just got here. What? But then in the back, we just started talking. Uh, we talked about music, thrifting. This lady had brought some soup. We talked about the soup. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we started just texting. We were friends for a long time. Wait, when was this this open mic? This was December 2021. Okay. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, to think and you all formed Channel 7 when? We start I think we released our we released Steam last or this January? No way. Yeah, yeah, January? it was this January. Yeah. yeah. Time it's moving, January. ain't it? Yeah, I know. You got to think about it for a second. You like, hold up, though. <laughs> we had songs before that, though. We just Yeah, we have uh, Mars solo career, Coop solo career. We both have songs that we released on our own. I mean, speaking of the solo career, at all, was it difficult for either one of you to actually come together and, and form this group? I wouldn't say so. I mean, we we hung out a lot, and it was always like, let me show you these new songs I um, found or that I'm working on. And music really brought us together, really like strengthened our bond, just like our friendship. Um, and then it was like, one night it was like, do you want to do you want to start a group? Like, should we start a group? Really? Yeah. It was like kind of <laughs> like it was like a joke, but it wasn't. It was like we were kind of like testing the waters. Like, if he says no, okay, but it's like we could, we definitely could mm-hmm. do this. And then started writing together, yeah. and just kept him in the vault for a minute. 
mm. and then it was like we could we could put these out yeah. we could really do something with this man so you used to be in her studio session and you used to be in his studio basically. session yeah basically yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah. interesting mm-hmm. one day y'all was just like you know what let's do let's this do it together, together. <laughs> i mean does it does does that at least take some of the musical pressures off of you you know having another having a, another individual to help you know with the with the music creation yeah it, it definitely helped with performing too because oh, yeah. You know, you you get them nerves off. You got somebody always right. motivating you. And and writing wise, yeah, she she can revise my work and I can revise right. her work. What you know, if if that'll work, it might not work, and she'll let yeah. me know. And me it's always like you're bringing a theme forward. It's like I have this song, listen to this verse, and it's like you already know. Like she's talking about this, so let me rap about this. Mm-hmm. Or like she said this, so let me bring this to it. You know, so it's like I, I already got like a kind of like format laid out for me you know to just come in and do what i gotta do so it's like i don't know it's, it just worked out so nicely so when it comes to the process are are you typically mars are you typically the one you know putting the putting things together first with the beats or it just Cooper? depends it's like we both we just write a lot like on our own and it's usually just like listen to this and it's like you want to get on it like right. you think you, you want to be on it or sometimes it's just like no this is a coop song or this is just a mars song you know mm. So it's like it really just depends. Yeah, we just how bring we feel. each other songs. Yeah, I got a song. Sometimes it's like a spur of the moment, just popped mm-hmm. in our head. Yeah, just start rapping, and she's like, "Oh, I can jump on that," and then bam, it's a song. And you do more majority of the singing. Yeah. You do you do you sing? I know you 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 you, you yes. drop the bars. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> no, I sing. Yeah, she's trying to push me. I see you. Yeah, so I'm getting him into more singing, and he's getting me more into rapping. All right. Mm. So. That's that frequency we yeah. were talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's Vocal Radio 91.1 FM Chicago is on the NPR music station. I'm your host, Biko. I got Channel 7 in the building. We're talking about how they formed this incredible duo collection uh, and, and uh, some of the singles they put out. Uh, but I actually, before I get into this, this theme record, which is you all's first mm-hmm. single, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Coop, you're from Chicago, Southside. Correct. And Mars, you're from well, Minneapolis. Well, I'm gonna just say Saint Minnesota. Paul. Yep, St. Paul, Minnesota. So, what led you to Chicago in the first place? I graduated, and I was like, I gotta get out of here. Honestly, I was just like, I'm gonna move to LA. It was kind of like, just unreasonable. Honestly, you know, it's so expensive and crazy out there. So I was like, that's just not gonna happen. But I still want to get away. <laughs> so it was like. Chicago's not too far from home, but it's far enough. I can drive six hours home, or I can, you know, you can come visit me if you want to. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was away from home, but not too far, you know. It was, like, still comfortable, and it's not too different either. So it wasn't, like, a big culture shock or adjustment. Well, some of the, well, some of the same things that culture, culturally-wise you see in Chicago that's also out, you know, in Minnesota. Just, like, the the city structure, obviously, Chicago. Chicago's, like... St. Paul and Minneapolis, it's the Twin Cities, like, times, I would say, like, times, like, four or five, like, like uh, huge-wise, like, how much bigger it is. But, you know, the people, I didn't feel like, I don't know, I didn't feel like I had left, really. Like, it was, like, the people had the same vibes and the same, you know, stuff going on. You know, I didn't feel like I was, like, oh, my gosh, who are these people? Yeah. It was, like felt like I was at home. It's an easy transition. Yeah, for I felt it. at home real quick. Is Minnesota still home? I mean, I know you're here, but definitely. is that still where the majority yeah. of your family is? Yeah, definitely. Now, Coop, south side of Chicago, my brother. What what area? What neighborhood? Inglewood. Ink- oh, you <laughs> Inglewood. <laughs> Inglewood. Yeah. 
Man, boy, look, Ingl- I got some stories about Inglewood, and they ain't necessarily <laughs> no, good ain't. stories. Okay. I mean, but before we tap into this record, do you is what's some things that, you know, uh, Inglewood has at least grown you into a person, I'm pretty sure. So what's some things out in Inglewood that helped form you as a growing man? Um, Well, to to evade the situations that we were in, because we were in the dead smack of it, my mom took us to a lot of music, anything music. So the Hyde Park Music Fest, that's outside, but we went to that a lot. And, um the uh, gospel fest at the uh, Ogden Park. So we, we kind of stayed out the way, but, I mean, I got into my trouble and whatnot. Yeah. But that definitely made me who I was because I did a lot of bad things alone, and it kind of told me don't do it again, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, But it really taught me how to maneuver everywhere, like yeah. just, Some survival yeah, just different survival instincts from being in those areas and just knowing where you at at all times. Man, I'm already knowing, my brother. I passed through Inglewood a lot. And it's 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 beautiful to be honest. It's, it is. It is a it's a beautiful neighborhood. Of course it has a stigma of certain negative aspects, but it's a beautiful area. And one of the Same. first areas to have a Whole Foods. When I say first, I'm talking about <laughs> black area, okay? Yeah. So random just like in the country. It right was. Now. It, it exactly. <laughs> it's not there no more. Not no more, but it was. <laughs> And that's how I then knew I'm like, Inglewood is a very special place to Chicago. Definitely. It's, it's so much music there, that's why. And you you want to come out of Inglewood, mm-hmm. my brother. And uh, Steam, you know, Steam is the first debut single that you all released together. Mm-hmm. I see you got your cups of coffee. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Steam is based on that. I mean, can you, can you let people know more about Steam before we tap into it? Well, I started writing Steam. Um, we got a back room, and we got a rug from... Uh, What's the name of the uh, event? Was it Lollapalooza? Lollapalooza? We got a rug from Lollapalooza. And and that rug just give off so much energy. So Literally. I just sat there and just folded my legs. And steam came fast. The song came fast. And I just showed her, like, look at this song. Mm-hmm. And she just got on it. and ju- it, it was just, like a no-brainer. It was, was a no-brainer. Like, oh. It flowed so easy. Like, that rug gave off the craziest energy. Like, within, like, five minutes, mm. the song was... Literally. Was written and I was just like, "Come on, let's let's figure this out." Well, now you got me steamed up because you ain't bring this rug, my brother. I want some of that energy too. Just cut off a piece of it, right? You feel me? Bring it. We could put it right on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't go nowhere, Chicago. Here's Channel Seven with Steam right here on Vocal Radio. I love that record, man. I haven't heard a bad record from from you all. Thank you. I don't think we're going to get a bad record either. So. Y'all frequencies is frequency. <laughs> I can't even say it. You know, but y'all get what I'm saying. It's frequency. <laughs> now, Thank you. Uh, a little earlier we spoke on how, you know, you're from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Spoke on Inglewood. Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of like touched me most was the open mic situation uh, because that's where you all uh, met each other. Do you feel like open mic still has the same value as it did, as it did then as far as like, you know, when it comes to performing and meeting new artists? Man, I don't even want to get in trouble, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> speak your the, mind. The thing is, they just don't take it serious. So you get those few that's taking it serious. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're coming up there and we're taking it serious because – 
we love to do this. It's it's not a it is a hobby, but it's not a hobby. Right. Because we got goals in this. So for the people that that's coming there and rushing into the line and to come up there and play, it hurt the people who's taking it yeah. serious because we're serious about this. This is our craft. We love to do this. We right. we taking hours out of our days to write and revise, but you come up there and just yell nothing. Right. Mm. How would that feel if you went to a construction site and the guy just came with a hammer and we just started, started hammering things? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you getting them out of there, but nobody's nobody's using their voice to say, hey, that's that's not good. It can be frustrating. It's mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's like really, you know, exclusive, uh, inclusivity is not, not bad, but mm-hmm. in the music game, it is a competition and it is something It's like, I don't want to go up there and give my all and then get the same applause as somebody who went up there and was playing, you right. know? I want, I want you guys to be like, this was special. That was something I just heard four, five times before, you mm-hmm. know? It can be frustrating, you know, especially when you're just sitting there for two hours waiting to get, you know, the stuff off your chest. And it's like, you know, it's, you, <laughs> you know, know, but it's like you get the opportunity to perform. You get to practice performing. You get over some stage fright. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, you know, it's a win lose, you know. Yeah, it is a win lose. I, I mean, and then you got to think about today's time as far as why people may not want to be honest to those mm-hmm. that yeah. may need some honesty. Yeah. Like, you, that's only going to drive them to do better. Right. Really? It should. <laughs> it should. It should. But you know, there's a lot of sensitivity yeah. Yeah. going. Yeah. get the wrong reaction. More, exactly. Yeah. Wrong going reaction. going yeah. around. Like, this isn't even going on no more. Right. <laughs> but, pe- but honesty is key as far as making so. great music. And I mean, great music is honestly going to lay out, live yeah. all the it's trash. Longevity. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And I mean, uh, speaking on these open mic schools, it's something that you all see that. Is it all? Is this something that you all wish continued? As far as like, have you been seeing open mics lately? Yes. Is this some? You know, I'm pretty sure some changes has happened. So, what's missing that needs to come back? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that competition kind of aspect. Okay. Yeah, it needs to be an unbiased, un you know already planned competition. Mm-hmm. Not like these are my friends, so they're gonna win. Even though everybody came up here, did their thing, did great, but I already picked the four people who about to win. Right. It's like we're listening to you. It's like oh. You just moved ahead of that person because that stage presence was just phenomenal. That person could sing, but they didn't capture me the way you did, you know? I, I love a good, healthy competition, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're not biased. We, we've we been in competitions where we've seen people that should have won mm-hmm. way Cause, ahead of cause us. everybody in the crowd still singing Yeah, because everybody's still singing the song, but the they lost. The songs are going, and they still jam into a song that hasn't been on for 30 minutes. It's like, right. how didn't they win, mm-hmm. you know? How weren't they even in the running up? Right. <laughs> It's not even on us. It's about everybody's still singing that man's mm-hmm. song, like, and you see him walking, walking out With his sad because it's now, like, right. yeah, you now did deserve up, to but win. He's great. Music is a competition. It's at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I, I want to talk to you, uh, Mars, about singing. Mm-hmm. What even influenced you to tap into being this amazing singer that you are? Thank you. Um, <laughs> my grandma got me into Etta James and you Patsy Cline. Yeah, she Why? she loved. She loved Etta James. Uh, she always was just playing in the house. And I was like, oh, like, this is good. Like, this feels good, you know? Um, it's just like, I want to do this. I want to be able to, to my song to come on. And people are like, what, what is that, you know? Um, and I always was just singing for my family. It was like, guys, I wrote a song. Can you listen to me in the living room? And it's like, you're a kid. So everybody's like, oh, good job. But then I got older and it's like still, oh, good job. You know, like, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, 
I want to perform. I want to make music. And and music is definitely very therapeutic for me. When I'm writing songs, it's like <clears throat> I'm telling you things that I wouldn't even tell you in an interview because I feel like this is a safe space for me, you know? I can. It's easier to sing it than to say it. So I don't know. It For a long time, it's always just been a goal to just to take it to a higher level. I love how you just gave some real transparency <laughs> right there. Wow. You will put stuff in your music outside of telling it. Right. That's deep right there. And uh, for you, Coop, you know, what even influenced you to start dropping these bars, my brother? Well, I was in the military and um, COVID hit. And, you know, we, we all got locked down. And, and that was the year that I was also getting out. And a lot of death was happening in my family. So uh, I, I went into a very, very deep depression. And my friend Chacho, he go by Don Amir now, but he was like coming to the studio with me. He was dragging me to the studio every weekend, every weekend, every weekend. And I just thought to myself, okay, I'll just start writing. And that's how I started getting my emotions out. And that and that's what made me feel better. So I started I started writing. But I I always love music because it's it's been in my house. And my, my grandma was a, a bass guitarist and she got pictures and play with people like Red Fox and all types of crazy people has been in her 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 area in her basement. Yeah, <laughs> basically, but it's always been in my blood. So basically, when I tapped into it, it, it just was there for me. Just look, two interesting things. You say your grandmother mm -hmm. was a bassist, which ain't easy. No, need big hands for that. that time. Not in that time. Yeah. Ooh. Man, that's super special, and most importantly, I want to applaud you for serving this country, my brother. Thank you for your like, support. To I, I know you've dealt with some things, seen some things, uh, so to come back and still keep your mental intact, mm -hmm. definitely got to applaud you on that, because serving the country, it's, it could be hard, my brother, but you did it for us, and we appreciate you on that. Uh, it's Vocal Radio 91.1 FM, Chicago is only NPR music station. I'm your host, Biko. You're hearing my conversation live with Channel 7 Chicago's own duo with uh, Mars and Coop. And I want to ask you all, you know, before Channel 7, what were you doing? Anyone can jump in. Well, I moved to um, Chicago and, <clears throat> you know, music wasn't really, I don't know, it wasn't the main thing on my mind. I knew, you know, I was just kind of trying to get out. It wasn't like I'm moving to Chicago to pursue music. But I... I had been writing songs since I was like 15, like actual songs. I always was writing songs when I was little, but those are just like, you know, nobody would want to hear those. But when I was like 15, I started writing songs that were like actually something. And so I was like, you know what? Even if nothing comes out of it, I'm going to just put out a couple songs. And I put out two songs on accident. I was like planning them on DistroKid, but I posted them and I had no idea. So like a month later... I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this song out and put this song out. And I check on Spotify it's and it's out. out. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? So I'm like, guys, I, a song's out. I put a song out. Mm -hmm. um, so I was starting my solo career. Not even on purpose. I just started a solo <laughs> career. Oh, accident. And I was like, well, let me start going to open mics. Let me start getting my name out there. And I met Christian. Uh, Coop. She, she threw your government <laughs> out. Oh, she threw the government. It's okay though, because when y'all get that Wikipedia, your government right. out. It's gonna be everything about it's gonna be a birth chart somehow. 
That's too. You say a birth chart. Birth chart. I don't know how <laughs> they found true. it, but they got they be, it. They be mentioning siblings. Oh no, everything. <laughs> 1998. Her mother. <laughs> now I'm, I I know earlier you mentioned um you know um pretty much being a vet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else were you doing uh, before before music uh, when, when you got back? When I got back, I I worked at this place called uh, the Annexter Center. It's for people with uh, multiple disabilities, and they're also deaf. So, I I used to play the music and, and and rap to them even though they couldn't hear me but they used to just vibe to it it was so cool like, they like that because they love the bass and feel it yeah it, it just was, it was a great time just helping them throughout they they lives and just bringing life back to people who who was just trapped in this house because they they was always in the house and I would take them and play football and we would play basketball I would take them to get ice cream and just to see those people smile and just have a good time be back in a living and not just sit in the house. And and it also taught me some sign language as well, just to be able to communicate with them and hug them and just make them feel like they have family again. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, y'all are like very unique and special. I, I, that's why I was so thirsty to bring y'all through. I'm like, come, come on by. Now, uh, do any of you have kids? Yes, I have. You do? Mm-hmm. Uh, boy or girl? Girl. Girl, how old? Two. Two? How has that, you know, has that changed the way you make your music oh, at all? Oh, man. Oh. Oh, she's so special. She giant, too. She she's she going to be huge because I'm tall, too. But she loves music right now. That's okay. the that's probably the only thing that she care about. Like, music come on. She dancing and singing already before she even knew she words. She trying to piano. She, she want to play the piano, the guitar. She going to be real, yeah. real special. Oh. See, I'm a daddy's. I got two boys. <laughs> I got two. You got it. I feel like I feel like when you have a daughter, it does something different. Yeah. Like how how has that changed you as a man? Well, I grew up with six sisters. I have six sisters. I'm the only boy, so uh, I don't know. It's another girl. It just it just showed. <laughs> and now I don't know. I, I get a I get a perspective of. This is this is my woman. Like I I have to shape her, and in, in a but in a father's point of view, you know I gotta tell her what the things that I was doing that I didn't like. I gotta show her that that's not right, right. you know. And, and it also changed me to make me I listen more. It make you listen more as a man because you you gotta teach you gotta everything you're doing. She's watching, so Damn, you man. gotta listen more. Sheesh! Look, got look. Anytime the father, the parent talk, I got to tap into some music though, y'all, because uh, you released a second single called "What You Know." Mm-hmm. Uh, we gonna tap into this record and um, conclude our conversation with uh, you know some some upcoming things that y'all having to work. So y'all don't go nowhere. It's Vocal O Radio. We were like talking off air, right? I have visited New York for the <clears throat> excuse me for the very first time this year, mm-hmm. and I was interested in seeing a rat. I don't know why, but I was really <laughs> in because I always hear about the rats. But unfortunately, you were, you were looking for rats. See, it's it's, it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, because you see all the garbage mm-hmm. out there. But unfortunately, I didn't see any rats. We didn't see one for a minute. The but then we went to this one subway, and we it must have been all the rats in the city down there because. It was this one big rat, must have been like the master rat, because he was stealing food. <laughs> master Splinter, huh? He, he pulled up on them, took their pizza. That's, that's and a real thing. they ran so fast. He must have been the chief or something. That's so, yeah, real... we really were like, there's no rats here. We see more rats in Chicago. <laughs> Went down there one time. We were like, oh. 
Okay, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> that's funny. Y'all really, so the rats really be down there eating pizza. <laughs> Thought that was fake. I don't know where he got that. It was a whole slice of pizza. <laughs> but to my understanding, you all have like a love-hate relationship with New York, even though you're out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what's the love-hate relationship? Because it is kind of similar yeah. to Chicago, at least Brooklyn to me. I mean, you got to appreciate it. Like, you got to appreciate the culture and the, the music scene and, and just the vibe, honestly, like you go to you go to New York and it's like it's like Chicago, but then it's like different. It's like it feels just like I don't know. It's like things are it's like everything's real fast, but at the same time, it's like everything you kind of get to like to absorb and just like see everything. Yeah, the, um, nobody cares about you. That's yeah. what it is. It's no. like they're not mean. They just they, yeah. they got stuff to do. They're Everybody's busy. That's too. that's what it is. The love though, we we got a partnership with um, eighty six records, so. And it's a it's a military, it's a veteran owned, mm-hmm. so that's the love right there because they've been they've been taking us to places that we we couldn't have done without without them. So just like media days and interviews and yeah. that's the love and the Good food. The food is crazy. Ooh. So if I say I wouldn't say hate, um, I would just say it, it's just so busy and so big and like it really never sleeps. We never. hate it because we are we always it get never lost. Sleeps. That's and the yeah, hate. Always getting and lost. And then when you when you get lost, all the trains close, so all you got to walk thirty blocks to find it. <laughs> it's always some some native there, like oh, just do this and this and this and this and this, like right. obviously. And you're just like, oh, okay, yep, I knew that, I know how to do that. And, and now we like, lost. We even and further then you're lost. Even further <laughs> lost. Or it's a train person telling you you got to get on this to go here. And then we're headed toward the Bronx. We're like, what? What? Is that what we're trying to go with? Right. Like, why would you even send us off like that? It's like, I, I, I do love it more than I dislike it, I yeah. gotta say. We're getting used to it the more we go. I mean, so, you got to. It's yeah. a lot of sources and connections mm-hmm. out there. Like you spoke it's on. It's very beautiful. It's you, very. It is. I love it. I've been to Times Square. I still oh, got to experience oh a lot gosh. more. Now, you said 88 records? 86. 86 records? Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and that label is New York based? Yes, it is. How did that, how did that, connection even come about so so i was in the military and and my um tech sergeant at the time he we was we was doing a delivery in a in a deployed location and we was just sharing music and this was before i even thought about rapping and i was i was rapping and he was like oh yeah you got it you know but i was like i'm not taking this serious so once i got out he just gave me a call like you are you serious now you ready and then basically he's like, We're gonna we gonna bring you out to New York and let you record here. And and that's how it happened. Yeah, that's where most of our music has yeah. been recorded. A four year gap and somehow he remembered he, he got in contact with me. That's how you know the music good. Yeah. <laughs> and you say y'all pretty much predominantly do majority of the recording in New York. Yeah. I mean what's major- the mm-hmm. yeah. what's the so cause I've never heard of a military record label. Like, this is the first time I've heard they're of something veterans, like that. They're veterans. I'm sorry, a veterans mm-hmm. record. I've never, like, this is the first time. So is the beliefs different at all? Is it the uh, same? It's, you know, they they kind of use those mili- <clears throat> military values structure-wise, you know, time-wise. They they want things to be on time. and mm-hmm. It's just militant. It's, it's more like militant than. The um, investors are veterans. Yeah, they're all veterans. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And it's you, cool, yeah. Man, I'm, I got to do my research on that. Yeah, or, go ahead. Yeah, like Larice say, I got to do my <laughs> research. I mean, um, you all submitted a record, um, like you normally do. Mm-hmm. This time, you submitted a joint called "Wake Up." 
and it lands in my top five. And the only way you can land in my top five is I got to love it. Yeah. That's the only way you can land in my top five. So if you're an artist and you're submitting your music, if I love it, guess what? You too will land in my top five, just like uh, Channel 7's Wake Up. What? What's the? How did you put together Wake Up? And also with Wake Up coming out, with this being your third single release, can we expect like a a project sometime soon? Yeah, hopefully um, next year at some point we want to put together a tape. We always call it a tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to have none of the songs we've released on it. We want just a whole fresh new fresh new sound. Everything fresh is like any, nothing that you even heard yet, you know. Um, wake up. I mean, we just have beats that be sitting for a minute and that we come back to, come back to, come back to. And then it just be one time, one session that's like, I, I started it, you yeah. know. Listen to it. Oh, yeah. Will you jump on it? Yeah, it's like the same with like Steam or wh- what you know. It's like, do you like this? Can you please jump on it? Yeah, I'll jump on it. And it's like, oh, I like this. This is good enough mm-hmm. to to me to release. It's good enough for people to hear. That's yeah. usually how it goes. It's basically really. a New York vibe. That's what we shot it at too. Yeah, in the New York, the video on the New York stuff. Our videos go crazy too. Thank you. Shout Jim out Belly, but he quit on us. <laughs> <laughs> he better get back in the game. We gonna bring him back. We gonna get him back. Like y'all, nump y'all streams. The, the your views go crazy. The videos show like a, it looks like literally art in motion, mm. and I know you all are also about art and fashion. Yes. So I, f- I feel like you 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 two showcase that very well. Thank you, thank you. And um, I mean I, I gotta know too with this project that's possibly coming, twenty twenty four, and then you two having like solo careers and, and bringing it together. Can we expect like an outcast type of uh, love below speaker box, <laughs> something like that? <laughs> You know, you gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta. It's see. definitely gonna be a vibe. It's gonna be. It's. I, I'm so excited for next year. I feel like next year, next year I'm turning 21 and it's my, it's my golden birthday. So I just feel like next year just gonna be, just something. I don't know. I can feel, feel it, it in my bones. Mm-hmm. Feel it. Yeah. So I don't know anything. I I don't like putting out anything that I'm not 100% behind or 100% confident in because music is a competition to me and it's like. Some things it's like I might love it, but it's like it's not time. So it's like we just are curating right now. What what do we want y'all to hear? What what is Channel Seven? You know, especially going into twenty twenty four, it feels like it's like a new, you know, just like here's Channel Seven, y'all. Yeah. Like here's us. Like I don't know. I'm real excited though. Well, before I tap into this record as well as get your socials, what's Channel Seven's ultimate goal? <laughs> PG Lang, definitely goal. goal of ours. Definitely. Um, we we love Kendrick. I feel like Kendrick is another thing that really brought us together. Like, just playing music to each other, and it was like, oh, you like Kendrick? Right. Yeah, I like Kendrick. Of course, I like Kendrick. And it's like, he was just another thing that like we we he we look up to him because he's just so real when it comes to art, when it comes to this being a competition, when it comes to really telling people your life and not just be saying stuff yeah. just to say stuff, but like actually giving us that therapy session, you right. know? Um, literally with this last yeah, he, tape. He directly therapy correlate session. With, with, like, Our, yeah. with my life. Like high school, the things he was going through, getting stumped out, I was going through all of this <laughs> at this time. What? what? Oh my God. He's just such Inglewood. an artist, you know? <laughs> so PG Lang, definitely a goal of ours. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we definitely want to start touring and doing more shows next year. That's definitely 
Another what door. we're looking for. Yeah, that's also, door. like booking agents out there, if y'all y'all looking for talent, we definitely looking for a booking agent. So, yeah. Man, I look. I wish get our name on the map. I just want to continue to send my blessings y'all way. Uh, we got y'all in heavy rotation here. Thank you. So, Thank um, you, you know, we appreciate uh, it. Let people know how they can get in tune with Channel Seven on your socials. Uh, anything upcoming that they need to look out for? Please drop it and let them know. Um, all of our social media is going to be found at Channel Seven Music. Uh, should I spell it? You can still got that. It's a regular channel. Yeah, yeah. channel. No, regular so, not seven. the number seven. seven spelled just out spelled music. out music. Yeah. <laughs> we did make a TikTok just recently. Uh, Coop forced me to make one. Yeah. Um, Instagram, YouTube also is Channel Seven Music. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to introduce y'all. Single, wake up. This is Wake Up by Channel Seven. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I holla. <laughs>